Rebellions are built on hope. And welcome to another episode of Radio Rebellion, a Star Wars podcast. I'm your host, Roberto Calderon. Thank you for joining us on another great Star Wars Saturday. And I'm joined by our co-host, our friend, Oti. Love that green background. Are you just excited for all that light and magic documentary? You, you have your own green screen back there. Yes. Um, <laughs> what can I say? As I mentioned in the last episode, I'm currently in the process of moving and this is the best place to record the podcast right now and there's a little bit of echo i'm sorry but it's an empty apartment no it's it's fine it's we try to find the best place we all everyone that's done podcasts or whatever at some point have been in their closet recording um i used to be in my bedroom so people couldn't walk in and out as they're going to the bathroom so whatever you're here we're talking star wars it's gonna be great might be a little bit controversial so we're talking about very Star Wars books, but it was hard. Well, we'll get into it as we go, but I tweeted it out about two hours ago. I guess I got to pick my top five because it's not easy. I, as I mentioned, I've been driving to my storage unit all day, bringing stuff down, and all the time I've been thinking, which books are <laughs> going to be in this list? And I yeah. think I finally narrow it down and... Uh, spoiler alert, it's going to be High Republic heavy. <laughs> All right, let's not start right now, but it was funny. Last week, we were talking about Shadow of the Sith, and I mentioned, I don't know, probably like three times, like, I can't rank Star Wars book. It's something I just can't. And as soon as we finished recording, the first words out of your mouth were, oh, you know what we should do next week? Let's rank Star Wars books. And I'm like, okay, let's do it. And I, oh, no, what have I agreed to? So thank you for that. Yes. Um, I just realized, and this is going to be hilarious, I totally forgot about Shadow of the Sith. <laughs> so I'm like rearranging. The... Oh my. I'm very tired. I'm sorry. Okay, we'll give you that. But... You might forget a couple of books, but we'll <laughs> also, give you that. Another funny thing. Uh, this is very shameless to wear my own podcast shirt. Yeah. But it was literally the only Star Wars shirt left in the closet because I left like a couple of work shirts and mm -hmm. to take later. And when I got here, I was like, oh, is, is there a Star Wars shirt? And when I checked the closet, here it was. So check my tea public. <laughs> Yo, yeah, it's sweet. Tweeted it out last week. Go check it out. There's good stuff back there. And I almost, when I agreed to it, then I think it was Sunday of last week. I'm starting to think, like, oh, I think I've already done a Star Wars book episode way back when. So I went through all my previous episodes. And about a month and a half ago, month and a half, a year and a half ago, we had an episode with our friend Andrew from Outer Rim Reads where we talked about canon, Star Wars canon books. And all the way at the end, we tried to talk about our favorite books. And that's when my connection went out for the first time. Andrew had to take over. So oh, we, I, I remember this episode, yeah. yes. We chopped a lot. It was going to be top five, then top three, and we kind of rambled through a bunch of stuff. But watching that and then thinking about this list is going to be very different from what I said a year ago. So it's funny, almost like watching Star Wars movies. Sometimes we rank them and, oh, that's forever. It's never going to change. And when you see them through a different point of view, your ranking change. I think with books, it's kind of the same, even though we don't, at least myself, don't revisit them that often. Mm 
but it's changed, especially because we've gotten so much, so many new books out there. Yeah, um, my number one has changed a ton of times. I finally settled on one, and it's weird because it's never been my number one. But last <laughs> night I was very hard thinking about it. I was like, I think this is it. So this is gonna be interesting. It's yeah, the only spoiler I'll give. I won't say if people follow me or they watch that episode. My number one from a year and a half ago that I said on that episode, this book will never change, might not be even in my top five anymore. So mm. it does happen. Okay. All right. And with that said, and before you said you're in your- By in the way, you, you, you should show a picture of my setup if, if you can, if it's easy to show it. Uh, if not, just me, check my Twitter. <laughs> yeah, go check it out. I'll try to Is find it, one real quick. This, to see the conditions I'm under. <laughs> you, you know what's funny, Alberto? You know how slow everything in Puerto Rico is with the government? Yes. Dude, I requested them to like cut the water service last night at 11 p.m. <laughs> I got here at 8, 8 a.m. Water was out. Oh man, for <laughs> that, they don't, they don't play. Yeah. Oh, you don't want <laughs> Yeah, so I, I'm like waiting for the power to go out because I filled out that, that form also. <laughs> so, yeah. Let's see. <laughs> All right. Let's see if it shows. Here we go. A bookshelf, a, a crooked bookshelf, <laughs> a seat that my girlfriend left for me because it's totally broken. And yeah. <laughs> it's great. It's, I used to do mine in the same chair. No, I in one of my kids' chair that we bought from Ikea. So I'm, we will probably just see from my neck up. And I had like two books this thick each one that will sit on top just to gain a, few, a little bit of height mm -hmm. and probably about 20 minutes into it my body's killing me my everything's like oh man so at least i have a little bit of a better chair right now yeah. all right my dogs are around let me see oh they heard they heard a noise around the door so they're ready to well there you go Kyber. <laughs> baby there's awesome. emphasis over there that's his butt Anyway, you might see some hair flowing around. All right, I think people are done do with our. That's how we do it. <laughs> All right, who's out? By the there? way, by yeah. the way, Alberto, um, I tried to log into my account. A, it says I, I have no account, and it's so <laughs> weird. So I logged into another account that I apparently had, and it didn't have the privileges. So what? you're on chat duties for next time. Come we'll on, dude. I'm You're sorry. here to help me out, so I don't have I'm to do sorry. everything. Second time let, last week, same I thing. Can, I can let you know if someone's in the chat, but I yeah. see. I can. I can. You can let me know, but I can see our friend Arsu Amin is here. How are you doing, Arsu? Oh, Arsu. Yeah, nice. the great Arsu just got verified on Twitter a couple of weeks ago. Congratulations! I oh, made a show out of it because <laughs> I'm happy for people. Yeah, of course. And she sent us her top five books, or at least her tops. We'll get to those at the end. Okay, awesome. All right, so I'll send you another link at some point with your co-host privileges. Maybe. Let me let me create the account as it should, and I'll let you know. Yeah, just let me know. I don't want to send. I could send you also hosting privileges in case I'm not here one day, but Ooh. I don't know. <laughs> we'll, I'd be so nervous. Yeah, I don't know. <laughs> we'll see. We'll talk about that later. But if you guys are ready, I know I'm ready. Let's talk Star Wars and our favorite Star Wars books. All right. That usually we are intro music or part yeah. of our intro music. Oh, I didn't. Oh, wait. Yeah. 
Oh, man, I always forget. Let me just get this oh, out of the man. way. Make sure you subscribe, oh. comment, like. If you're new to our channel, thank you for being here. Make sure you subscribe so you don't miss, miss any new episodes. Next week, we're doing our Rogue One Watch Along. That's going to be extremely fun. And then a bunch of great people are going to be here for Andor shows. Make sure you help out with the Amidali Initiative, with Equality Texas, the National Network of Abortion Funds, and the What Choice Fundraiser. Always, always, all that you can find in the description below. All right, Oti, we're here to talk Star Wars books. And we're gonna, we gotta start just a few questions before we go into our list. For yourself, either what makes a good Star Wars book or what do you look forward to when trying to decide which book you're gonna I pick out there because there's, there's a lot. So we don't expect everyone to read everything that comes out. So what do you look forward when you're trying to pick out a Star Wars book? That's a good question. Um, I, I think I just go with overall feeling. How did I feel when I ended the book? Um, did it change any any point of view on anything I had before? Or So <laughs> there they are. There they are. <laughs> so yeah, I, I don't really put much. I like make my list and think about it. Does it make sense? Yeah, sure. Okay, let's go. <laughs> so maybe that's why my list changed so much. This is the same approach I take to ranking movies also. So I think it's an overall feeling. Like I, I don't really have a logic to it. Um, oh, this one has X amount of lightsaber fights. So it has mm -hmm. to be there. There's not really a, a logic to it. Yeah, it's difficult. Again, there's so many Star Wars books coming out right now that if you're someone that likes all that Jedi, Sith, Force stuff like we do, there's a bunch out there. If you like the more of the rebellion against the Empire stuff, there's also their Clone Wars stuff with Brotherhood, Padawan kind of going back to Obi-Wan showing his beginnings. Are you so reading it, by the way? I no, I don't have Pada one yet. Sorry, I, I, I know she tweeted at me a little bit last week. You gotta get Pada one. I, I, this morning I realized I never pre-ordered it, so I just bought it. Okay. I'll get it like in a week or so. Yeah, again, so many. I just I got Brotherhood. So yeah, plus Shadow of the Sea. I know, I know, I know. Also, I'll read it eventually, probably. It's, but I even told you, like, when High Republic is coming out, that's the only thing I'll that's read because it's it's just way too hard to keep up, man. Yeah, it, and it's so, a shame. I, I wish I could. <laughs> yeah, someone just started mowing their lawn, so I'm sorry if that starts going through that. I can't hear anything. All right, I just hear it. Anyway, um, so I don't know. I for me right now, because there's so many stuff out there, is what just hooks my attention from reading either the description of it or I try not to read excerpts right now, but if the description of the book hooks me up, then okay, I'm there. Like Shadow of the Seath, that description of it, uh, that synopsis, I'm like right there, I gotta read that. Brotherhood that talked about Obi-Wan plus Anakin and Asash Ventress and the business on Katon Emodia. Oh yeah, that sounds cool, let me get it. Padawan, uh, let's go to when Obi-Wan was a Padawan and he has all these different adventures. He's not seen eye to eye with Qui-Gon. Like, eh, all right, I don't know. We had Master and Apprentice. I know this is even before that. So that one, that's why I didn't get it at the time. So it kind of depends. Um, so we'll see. Um, did you read any of the Expanded Universe books before jumping into canon or no? 
I have never read an EU book, and I really want to. Is there one that kind of falls uh, out? They say, I got to read this at some uh, point. Th there's a couple. So um, the the Kenobi book, I, mm -hmm. I always, I've always wanted to read. I remember going to Barnes and Nobles in the States and seeing, I was like, ooh, I get it. <laughs> Um, and I actually own it, so I'm getting the essential collections because I know at one okay. point I'm going to start reading them. I want to read the X-Wing books. They seem interesting. And uh, the Darth Bane books also. Okay. Yeah, I've said before, I've never really dug into expanded universe when it was a big thing, when there was no movies, no TV shows or anything. Star Wars books was, was the only thing kind of keeping the brand alive at that point and the video games. But I never got into them. Um, the first Star Wars book that I read, I think it was a Clone Wars novelization, which is now kind of legends. And I love that book. Karen mm -hmm. Travis did a great job. I prefer that book 20,000 times better. And his head must go out. <laughs> I prefer that book a lot more than the actual movie, which is my least favorite, the animated Clone Wars movie. But I love the Clone Wars book. Then I also read uh, Dark Troopers, kind of zombies out there which really fun doesn't feel like star wars it was a cool read but then i really didn't get into a bunch of them and then when the new canon started that that's when i said okay now i can i have a fresh start i can start from here and kind of go and that's where my love for star wars star wars books kind of took off do you remember the, your first star wars book yes i do i was actually gonna ask you my first star wars book was star wars bloodline by okay Claudia Gray. Bloodline was my first canon book because a lot of people talk, spoke great about that book. I said, okay, I got to give it a chance. Expectations were extremely high and I really loved that book, but I think I got to go and read it again. It's been so long I, and I got to go back. I, I have a, actually a funny story. So Last Jedi was the first movie I ever reviewed. In, in It was the first episode we did in my podcast. And it, it, not this podcast, the other podcast. Yeah, yeah. So, uh, it, it was the first one, and I remember doing that review. I told my friend, like, "Oh, I, I'm a big Star Wars fan, but I'm never gonna get into the, the books or comics." <laughs> and I remember I, uh, that was after my first viewing. Then I rewatched Last Jedi because I, I was still doesn't wasn't really sure how it was sitting with me. And after my second watch, I was like, "Okay, no, I, I'm, I'm into this." and I'm going to start reading everything. So like <laughs> after a, a week or so, I, I said that I bought Bloodline. I started reading comics. So yeah. <laughs> yeah. So again, my first one was the Clone Wars novelization, then Canon book. I'm pretty sure it was Bloodline, the first one that I read. Oh, yeah, great, man. It's a, a great one to start with. I swear it is. Um, so something that comes up a lot when talking about Star Wars book, we mentioned already how many there are out there. People that haven't gotten into Star Wars book feel it a little bit daunting to jump into Star Wars book. And the question is, where do I start? If someone comes to you, maybe they have, and hey, I wanna start reading Star Wars book. I don't know where to start. Is there a book that you recommend? Hey, whatever you think about Star Wars, go with this one. So if, if it's just a standalone, I'll ask the person like, or your taste in Star Wars? What do you like the most about Star Wars? And depending, so right now my go-to is just start High Republic, read mm -hmm. Light of the Jedi. It's very, it's a very recent book, very easy to jump into it. Like, just, just go for it. So that's like 
my go-to. If not, if they're like, oh, I don't want to start that new era, then I'll, I'll recommend something like Dark Disciple or maybe like Bloodline. Mm-hmm. So Bloodline is usually the, the one I, <laughs> I recommend the most. Yeah. Most people go with Lost Stars. That's the one that a lot of people out there, it kind of has a familiar feel dealing with all the original trilogy, but a b- bunch of brand new characters. But, you know what other books I recommend a lot? I also recommend Rebel Rising and Catalyst because <laughs> is that Cairo or is that Enfys? That's Enfys. Sorry, That's you said Rebel Rising. I gotta bring Enfys there. Okay, <laughs> so I, I Rebel Rising and Catalyst because um, Rogue One is not my favorite Star Wars movie, not not even close. <laughs> but I love those two books, yeah. and I know a lot of people love Rogue One. So I'm like, that's just that's just gonna be right up your alley. Yeah, love both of those books. And I kind of agree a little bit with, hey, just start fresh with the High Republic. You don't need to know anything about anything. Go with High Republic, it's a good way to start. And uh, so, uh, sorry, I, I just, I wanna ask you, do you think they've done a good job to have like different jumping on points? Cause I think there's this misconception cause I think people remember um the legends days how some series started to get a little bit longer right. and it was hard to like jump into book six of the series but um i think they've done a good job to making it very individual so that you can just pick up a random book but i've had people tell me like wait how am i gonna jump into tarkin if mm-hmm. you know we have the 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 republic days before how which books do i need to read before yeah. i get to that i'm like oh just Grab that book and read it. <laughs> um, I think some authors do it a lot better than others. Daniel Jose there, for example, does a great job catching you up. Um, yeah. Mina Horizon does a great job to catch you up everything that happened before. So yes. he's a great one. So if you just say hey, Mina Horizon, which is one of the best books out there, does a good job to at least give you the feel of what's going on. High Republic, I think, is getting to that point that's so expansive. And I guess it's good that we're going back 200 years or whatever. So it's fresh again for everyone. But it got to a point that it might be a little bit too much for people to jump into. If you just jump into The Fallen Star, I don't know. You have an idea, but you're not connected to the characters. So So I I always tell people, you don't have to read anything, but make sure you like read. If you're going to start with the adult books, read all of them. Don't jump into a random. Yeah. Well, at least read Light of the Jedi and then go to something else, even if you don't read The Rising Storm, because I think every book, every book is going to mention the great disaster. Yeah. And at least you have idea. And if there's a mention of the Valo Fair, then you can make your own kind of, okay, there was something else that happened off screen, basically. So at least Light of the Jedi, and then you can jump to some of the others. But yeah, a lot of people say, hey, just go with the adult books if you just want the main story. All right, so we gotta do it. We've been pushing it off, but we have to start. So we gotta go with honorable mentions first. So Alti, I got like 12 honorable mentions. I got, got, no, I probably wrote all my books as honorable mentions. If you didn't make the top five, but I have five, I think, that I guess are the ones I'm gonna focus on. Oh man, I look at that list and that's a top five right there. So we'll, give me yours first. And if you want to talk a little bit about them, that's fine. And then I'll do mine before we jump into our top five. Okay. So in my honorable mentions, I have um, Poe Dameron Freefall. Uh, I just like that book because it's like very straight up, very fun. It's 
not that much at stake and you learn a little bit about Poe. You can go the whole, oh, it's just filling in the gaps of Rise of Skywalker. I really had a ton of fun with that mm-hmm. book. And I it's very it's 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 not a long read, it's very quickly paced. I I really like that one. Um, uh, Into the Dark. I know that's a book you love. I have in my honorable mentions, I have minor issues with that book that just keep it from like rising up my list, but it's it's a great book. And mm-hmm. we get introduced to Reed, who I love the character he's become. I mm-hmm. adored him in Midnight Horizon, which is a book that is not in my top five, but shout out to it. But yeah, that, that book was, it, it was so different from Light of the Jedi yeah. that it really caught my attention when it came out. Um, I don't know if you want to mention another one so I can think a little bit. All right, so I'm going to go first. Before I jump into my top five honorable mentions, just the other ones. Oh, man, I feel so bad just putting them here. So the Alphabet Squadron trilogy, uh, my favorite one from, from Alexander Fried, my favorite one, I think, is the second one, Shadowfall. I just love those books so much. ITO, that tortured droid, became one of my favorite characters. All those Because when I was reading, I think it was the first one, because I got the first Shadowfall, I mean, Alphabet Squadron, for about a month before Shadowfall came out. I didn't touch it, but I wanted to read Shadowfall, so I went back and was doing my rewatch of the Hannibal series, which is great. So just seeing all that kind of psychology stuff on, in Hannibal and then all that psychology, kind of psychiatric stuff between ITO and Quell kind of just hooked me. So I love that dynamic. So Shadowfall there. So uh, Midnight Horizon also is there by Daniel Jose there. Oh, I love this book so much, Tempest Runner by Kevin Scott. Kevin Scott is becoming one of my favorite Star Wars writers, so his name is gonna come in. Master and Apprentice, The Revenge of the Sith novelization, I have Rebel Rising also almost there. And I'll say, because I attack him every chance I got, I have the first Throne canon book by Timothy Son. I really enjoyed that one. The first one, it's there in my honorable mention, so almost jump into that top five honorable mention, but at least I have one Throne book, I won't. Okay. Throwing down too much. I have one throne book in my honorable mentions, and it's actually uh, the the first one in the Ascendancy, Chaos Rising. Yeah. That book, okay, it was a tedious read, but it's not a bad book at all. Mm -hmm. It's I I can see how some people would love it. It's not my favorite, but I I did like end up being like, okay, this this was a good one, and it was different. It was so different from everything with. It felt like a Star Trek book. <laughs> yeah, and nothing wrong with that. And I, again, it's it's not my necessarily my cup of tea, but it, it was still a great book. Um, another honorable mention that I have that if we had done this like a month ago, it would have been my number one. Mm-hmm. Uh, the Fallen Star. Oh, uh, interesting. I, I loved that book. I loved reading it. I know people were heartbroken by the end, but that ending, there's something about it that, yes, it's sad, but it filled me with so much hope how Avar and Elsar deal with what happened and they're like, yeah. you know, that's that's how we must, must proceed with okay. hope. And so I think those are my honorable All right. Dark Disciple. Okay, you got to throw it in there. All right, so my top five honorable mention, in no specific order, Catalyst 
which a year ago was my favorite Star Wars book, is now down to an honorable mention. James Lucino did a great job. I love how he connects to Rogue One. I don't know if it was an emotional connection. It was something I didn't want to let go. But thinking about the, all the other books, uh, I couldn't. I don't know. I feel so bad because I said a year in February 2021, I told Andrew, there is no way this book will ever be lower than number one. And now it's not even the top five. I Wow. So I didn't include it on my list because I was sure you were going to have it, but I'm too tired to make mental gymnastics around <laughs> it. So wow, read that book. It's great. <laughs> yes. Uh, let me say hi to our friend, Alan Ching. Oh, how, how for being, hi, thanks Alan. for being here, Alan. And of course, Arsu. She doesn't know what she's saying. Stellan is alive and well. He's swimming out I'm there. Sure yes. Having fun with all the weird fish of that planet. He's hanging out with Buriaga. <laughs> oh, Buri. The, the is that Buri is alive. <laughs> yes. Uh, Lord of the Sith, which is one of those books that doesn't get talked about too much. Paul Eskem did a great job with Lord of the Sith. It was my first audiobook. Okay. Loved it. Interesting. Light of the Jedi, Charles Soule, starting the High Republic. I know it was between this or another one, and I don't, it's introduced some of my favorite Star Wars in all of Star Wars, unfortunately didn't make it. And then two Claudia Gray books here, people are gonna hate me. Leia, Princess of Alderaan, which I think I had as my top three last time. It's a great one, by the way. Lost Stars, sorry, Ooh, okay. it's on all mention. You know Kill what? me I'm now. I'm gonna say something. I liked um, uh, Lost Stars. I really liked that book. I've never, ever, ever gotten into the hype that book has behind it. I, it again, it, it was a great read. I, I really liked it. I just don't feel that love for it. <laughs> Lost Ooh, Stars. I, go ahead. Finish it. Lost Stars was the first, not just Star Wars book, but the first book that made me teared up at one point, just a relationship between those characters. There was a point where there wasn't, they weren't gonna turn back. The divide was there already. I just teared up at one point. It, but I, I wanna I, go back to it because I think that I don't want it to be one of these emotional things and just hide from everyone else. And that's why I have it so high. I wanna go back and read it. Uh, but Lost Stars, that's, I mean, Lost Stars, that's the one. That's, if you do a, a poll. That's it. And I, I, I bought it. I was like walking through Costco and they had it and I bought it and I read it like four years later. Yeah. <laughs> but it, it's a great book. I won't deny that. And yeah. uh, so an honorable mention I do have, it's the Aftermath trilogy. Mm -hmm. It's not great. It's not the best uh, series of books, but I think it has done a very good job filling in that timeline. And a lot of those things are starting to jump into other yeah, things. That's what I was so, going to say. And I haven't read it because everything I read about the first one is that it wasn't that good, but then it got better. But I think I got to go back because of that. It just expanded everything now. There's, they picked so much out of that trilogy. I So it's, it's not great, but it's not as bad as people said. I think that since it was like the first series of books out of the bat. Yeah. A lot of people had these expectations. Oh, it's the adventures of Han, Luke, and Leia. It wasn't. It's it's a strange book, all of them. But they're they're good. They're they're actually really really. Good. And please, out of the way. 
All right. Um, also is adding, talking about Lost Stars, I think it's because it works really well as a standalone wartime romance, and it does. But it gives you the a real trilogy from a different point of view, some great characters, that relationship between Thane and Sienna Ray. Oh, my God. It's so, so and great. Check out the manga. It's really cool. Yeah. I think so. The art out there, it is pretty. Uh, I, ha I have them. They're actually, but I, the thing is, I read them like, as soon as I finished the book. So it's mm -hmm. not like I, yeah. All right. I don't know. <laughs> All right. Are you ready to start with our top five? All right. So you'll say your top five. We'll talk about it a little bit. Then I'll go to my top five and number five, I mean, and then we'll go oh, back okay. and forth. All right. Okay. So starting with you, your number five favorite Star Wars book. So my first in my top five is a book I really love. It's, I think it's a book that went A, underappreciated, and I think not a lot of people read it. It's Resistance Reborn by Rebecca Rowanhorse. So, like you, this was the first book I ever teared up reading. Mm -hmm. There's this scene where Wedge finds out about what happened in Crave and what happened to Luke, and he just, mm -hmm. like, breaks out. He's like, all hope is lost, and it yeah. really, really got to me. <laughs> how they idolize Luke in the galaxy, just like us, us fans idolize him. That was big. But it also, I had no idea going into it, but it works as a sequel to Bloodline in a very interesting way that I was mm -hmm. not yeah. expecting in any way whatsoever. And I'm not even going to say it just in case someone hasn't read it. But there's like this huge thing that happens and I'm like, oh my God. <laughs> <laughs> There's a certain character that returns. I'm just going to say that. A yeah. character I love. And yeah, no, it's, it, it was actually a, it, it, it was a fun book. It helped fill in the gap between uh, Last Jedi and Rise of Skywalker. There were some threads I would have wished the movie had JJ just like read a little bit of the book, could have just mm -hmm. like carried on because <laughs> there were a lot of things set up there. But it's, it still works within the confines of those movies. And it's, it's a book I really loved when I read it. Yeah. All right. Dogs are gone. I had to get them out. I gotta <laughs> cut their nails. They're just going clack, 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 clack. Oh. <laughs> um, so Resistance Re Reborn is a book that I really enjoyed, but and maybe then blame JJ or something. I didn't feel that connection to Rise of Skywalker. Because yeah, it's that one year in between the movies. Here we go. What happened? And it shows you it's a great story, like you mentioned with Wedge, Snaps, that relationship was great. Plus, you learn how the Resistance are getting all the ship because all their fleet was destroyed in The Last Jedi. So at least when the movie comes out, you're not, oh, well, they don't have any ships. How this? So it gives you that story. I really enjoyed it, but I don't know. There was something missing for me in that book. So I don't have it in my top five. And it's like you said, it's one that I forget about a lot, unfortunately, because it's a well-written book. It's just not there in my top. So I'm going to tell you something. I was listening to the oh. audiobook of that book, of that, uh, book. And I was stuck in traffic. There was like this car crash. I was going to uh, Ponce in the south part of Puerto Rico for a so wedding. So much traffic down there. I, I was stuck in traffic for like an hour. So I was like just listening to the book. And since, as I mentioned, it has to do with feeling, how it made me feel. And mm -hmm. that book helped that car ride be all hey. better. So I, I know a lot of people don't. But I've also seen people who like read it a couple of years now after it came out. And they've been like, this was a great book. Like, yeah. Why don't we talk about it? And I think I think you have a point there. It doesn't. I, there's like emotional stuff that ties into that movie and some 
arcs in a, in a way, especially with Leia. But I do think that people saw Rise of Skywalker and they were like, nah. <laughs> yeah, it might be because I, one of the reasons I love Catalyst so much is because how it connected to Rogue One. And maybe I was wait, hoping for something similar and not having that kind of, oh, my expectation got the best of me. But it does help again with Wedge and Snap watching Rise of Skywalker when Wedge shows up. Okay, I know why he's there. And then unfortunately, when Snap's kind of, ew, that happened. You're like, oh no, Wedge, you just got there. And there's, had to there's see gonna, that. I, I want that extended scene at the end where Wedge is like hugging everyone and all of a sudden it's like, Snap died. What? <laughs> yeah. Oh man, that's too much. All right. My top, my number five, no surprise, Shadow the Sith. Adam Christopher, mm. we spent an hour and more about it last week. There's, I love this book so much. Maybe it's because it's the last one I read. It's so high on my list. But I said it, and I'll keep saying it. Everything we, with Luke, the Akala said, there goes my list. It just fell down. Everything with the uh, Kyber Crystals, with Exim Punchard, the Curved Blade of Dark Noctis, it just did something for me. My appreciation again for the dark side of the force how it works how it corrupts everything plus you you get all this story with lando searching for his daughter connects great to rise of skywalker and the rest of the sequel trilogy we get to learn more about ray's parents why they were there why they left her with our friend freaking guy down there in jakku that we still don't know why he's the only one that can help plus we have our favorite bad jedi killer that really doesn't look like a jedi killer because he's always messing up ochi but i love that book so much i like go see our episode from last week if you want our full thoughts on it so this is interesting because that's actually my number four uh shout out to sid you just say I, you forgot about this book i had to do mental gymnastics <laughs> to put it back in <laughs> <laughs> all right so yeah your number four so it's actually my number four i I love this book. I told you, it's the first book I've ever read that has made me sit and binge 100 pages. Mm -hmm. I read it very quickly, A, because I had made the, <laughs> the, the, the promise to be in the podcast, but I also it, it also didn't feel like homework in any mm -hmm. way. And I've had Star Wars book feel like that. I was like, yeah. oh, I really want to re release a review of it. Oh, I'm tired. Let me start. And it, it never got to that. And probably didn't help with my move because i left everything for the last minute <laughs> but yeah i again we we did an over an hour episode on it, it we talked a lot of it has so many little tidbits yeah. and details and connections and it's also very well written it's not just about the pointing at the screen and everything so i, Which, I hmm? no no finish up yeah, no, I thoroughly love that book. It's it, it was a great story, a story I've wanted since I saw Rise of Skywalker. So, yeah, like you said, this book has a lot that Adam Christopher had to work with, and it could very easily become a one of those. Yeah, I know this, I know this, I know this, but it's yeah, I know this. Plus, it expanded like 20, 20 fold. Every little thing had a reason for being there. So yeah, Shadow of the Sith, man. That I, that's a book that's gonna always be there because oh man. And that's why maybe I want to go back and check the Chuck Wendy's trilogy because we got a bunch with Planchard, Noctis, the Acolytes of the Beyond introducing the, in that trilogy. So great job. Before we move on to my number four, do you do 
audiobooks mostly, or do you do regular hardcovers? I, I mentioned it a bunch of. Uh, I, I'm a hardcover guy. I hate paperbacks. I hate them, and especially if they're like the the. Yeah, you no, hate my paperback. I, I hate those ones specifically, <laughs> the little ones. Yeah, and I actually for that book, I I paid like more than I'm willing to accept on that book just to get the hard card because it's out of print. <laughs> yeah. But uh, again, it wasn't a hundred dollars, but it, it was more than I'm proud to admit. Um, but uh, so I, I do hard covers, but I, I've told you my favorite experience with Star Wars book, the book and the audiobook at the same time. It helps with keeping your reading pacing and the audiobook for Star Wars books is incredible. The, the production value is just insane. Yeah. I love audiobooks. I haven't done a lot. I I done Lord of the Sith, like I mentioned, um, Tempest Runner, and the last Throne books book was the last one. The only uh, three audiobooks that I've done, and I have my. I love all the production behind it, all the special effects, the music, and all that. I know that uh, I just forgot his name. The guy that does all the voices, Mark uh, Thompson. Thompson. I know he's a goat. He does a great job. I'll say it. It pulled me out some of the voice choices that he used for the throne book. Mm -hmm. Just okay. pulled me out. I couldn't deal with his voice for Cherry and for Thalias. Oh. He sounded like a grown-up 40-year-old man trying to do an eight-year-old girl's <laughs> voice. And it just threw me. I couldn't, I couldn't take it seriously. Everything else was fine, but there were some, and another one was a little too gruff. Hey, yeah, what are you doing? Which is a gangster from the 20s, I can't. But everything else is done, it's great. But I love what they do with Tempest Runner, and I didn't get to do Dooku Jedi Lost this way, where they have the full cast. That's, I love those, and I'll get- Oh, uh, that's, but that's a totally different experience. Yeah. I I, I'll never stop singing his praises. His Mark row is, just yeah, top top, <laughs> and I'll I want an animated show. I need him to. to be. Mark yeah, Mark he does a great Marky, and he does a great throne. I'm not taking that away from him. Oh, he does a great yeah. throne. I'm still. I prefer my books physical at this point. I don't know. I just want to have them there. I, I prefer them physically I, I, until I had to move them. I live <laughs> on the fifth floor. Like <laughs> yeah. All right, so my number four, and this is from a author that's quickly becoming one of my favorites as I'm doing this list. Oh man, his name shows up, I love it. It's from Kevin Scott, and it's The Rising Storm. Mm. It was difficult between that of the Jedi and The Rising Storm, but I had to go with The Rising Storm, the second one of the adult books from the High Republic, The Valo Fair. We finally get more with Stellan Geos. We get Elsar Band there. We don't get Avar Chris, unfortunately. But we get introduced to Tyoric, which I love. We have weird creatures hanging around. Tyoric and Elsar Man having to work together, use this force mind mail to be able to get on these dragons and fly away to help out. And then the ending, of course, if we're talking about breaking hearts, everything that happens with Loading Great Storm, we have the leveler is, re is revealed and released. Uh, the Jedi kind of say, okay, we're done with this. We're going after the Nile and we're going to attack them at their base. We have all the backstabbing between the Nile with, uh, 
whatever, I forgot the name of the runners, but just everything goes down in that book. We have Stellan Geos as kind of the face of the Red Jedi at that point, even though he really doesn't want to be, he's not really kind of that upfront with everything, but he has to be, he's the face of the Jedi. He rescued the Chancellor. So everything about that book, Kevin Scott did a great job following up Blood of the Jedi, which had the daunting task of introducing this whole new era. And then Rising Storm just blew it out of the water. So Rising Storm, my number four favorite book. I will not talk about Rising Storm because it's <laughs> somewhere on my list. All right, we'll get there in a minute, but let's say hi to a new friend out there, Jay Pylon. Hi, all, huge Star Wars fan, as we all are. Thanks for joining us, Jay. And let us know, Jay, in the comments, in the chat, I should say, what are some of your favorite Star Wars books out there? Or stories, if you read comics or anything. Actually, right. you just, okay. So when I did the mental gymnastics, I had mm -hmm. to take something out. And when I, what I took out, and I forgot to mention in my honorable mentions, um, I had the Darth Vader run for Sean Soul. Okay. Um, and I just want to say, please read comics. I, <laughs> I'm a huge comic guy, and that story is just insane. And Greg Pak is doing a great job with the current run, and mm -hmm. it's surprising because just Charles just set the bar so so high. Yep. But that that run is just incredible, incredible. And I think comics are literature. So sue me, English teachers. I, I love comics. <laughs> Yeah, that 25 issue Darth Vader run by Charles Souls was just phenomenal. From starting from ending of Revenge of the Sith all the way to everything. Plus, it introduced us to a great concept of the. Oh man, I can't believe I'm sorry, I'm moving paper around. The Barash Vow. I forgot the name of the Jedi that takes which, the Barash Vow. Yeah, which comes, comes back, back into the dark. Um, so, yeah, read comics and start with that one. So your number, we're going to number three. What's your number three favorite my story? My number three was also my number one for a while, and it's Light of the Jedi. Mm. I love that book. It's the perfect introduction to this new era. It's very well paced. It's I, I can get people seeing it a little bit daunting and how it jumps around with so many characters. And at the beginning, it's very hard to get a grasp on who you who you. Yeah. Who, who you're supposed to be following very closely because at, at the beginning we have all that jumping around with all the victims of what's about to happen and then we you get introduced to all the jedi at the same time <laughs> but it's still a great book i think after that first part of the book when you get into part two and part three mm -hmm. everything settles down a little bit and you, you get to know who the key players are in the story and it's just a fan I really can't imagine a better introduction to a brand new era of Star Wars. Yeah. I feel so bad by not having it in my top it's five. Fine. It's fine. No. <laughs> I mean, Light of the Jedi, it's, man, the more you think about it, but it just starts so depressed. Not depressing, but it gives you hope and then just pulls a rug out of you. Chapter one, right there, gone. Chapter two, even worse. Then when chapter three comes in, and you think the whole freaking planet is gonna explode or the moon, and then you get this is Avar Chris, Jedi from the Jedi Council, the Jedi Master Avar Chris here to help. I'm like, yes, I felt that. And I got emotional. Yeah, I was there. I was with them crying. And when she said Jedi Master Avar Chris were here to help, I'm like, yes, freaking Jedi here. Again, tear it up by something so simple. 
And then halfway through the book or three quarters when they're on Elfrona and they have kidnapped, the, the Nile have kidnapped this family and then we have all the Jedi following and the little kid is looking behind and the lightsabers light up and oh, they're coming. I'm like, yes, yes, the Jedi hope is there. So yeah, a lot of the Jedi, one of the best books. And again, like you said, just to introduce this new era and so many characters, but then also gives us one of the best ways that we start to understand the Force and how the Jedi connect to the Force, something brand new in Star Wars. And I love that concept. It also introduced to us, us to the best villain of all time, Mark and Rowe. <laughs> <laughs> so yeah, no, and I also love how they play yeah, Mark Young in that story. Because at the you, you were like, is he a pawn in all of this? Yeah. What, what's his deal? And then at the end, boom, no, he's the master of puppets. Yeah, so I was, because when this era was introduced, they said, oh, the Nava, uh, an enemy that Jedi have never kind of faced. And halfway, I'm like, these are just pirates or marauders with a pyramid scheme. What's going on? But by the end, you're like, oh, okay. They came to play. I know what's going on. And I let me see I what. I know, oh. of course, you said something. Also, I mean, Marshall Rowe equals baby boy. There you go. A little <laughs> kitty meow meow, like they like <laughs> they use they like to say. Um, Jay is adding Marvel comic original issues with Luke Skywalker, and of course, much of the okay. song stuff. Great picks out there. Yeah. So, uh, uh, and uh, two things. Um, when I started reading that book, uh, I had just read Chaos Rising, and when I first heard of the jet. Oh, <laughs> um, when I first heard of the Jedi Vectors, I was like, no, Vectors, no. Because yeah. I thought it was the, like in, in the Zon books. Yeah, <laughs> no more Vectors. It took me a while to realize they were actually ships. <laughs> yeah. And, I mean, mm. and just another thing, when that twist gets to, so that's kind of the thing about audiobooks. I was kind of spoiled on the twist that Mark and Rowe orchestrated everything because when that scene happens, when he calls the Jedi to come to Elfrona, it's Markian's voice. It's kind of like, it, it sounds a little bit different, but it's the same voice. Okay. So when, but I was, I remember I was sitting in my kitchen reading it like at seven in the morning. And when it got to that part and he like recites what he said, I dropped the book. I was like, ah! <laughs> yeah, I mean, it's great. Again, Charles Souls can can go wrong. I mean, the authors that they picked to start the High Republic, and then even Wave Two that's coming or Phase Two, is just they know what yeah. they're doing. Yeah. And like like we mentioned at the beginning, that when there wasn't any Star Wars movie between all these different trilogies, that books and comics were keeping it up. That's kind of Jay adding the vintage time period stories were so much fun in the building of the Star Wars lore. Love those old stories. And yeah, that's great. And they're still there for people that want to go back and start reading some of those. And, you know, people like to talk about how Star Wars is dead right now. Star Wars was literally dead from 83 to 99. And the EU and the books and those stories yeah. kept it alive in however they could. All right. So my number three, I'll give a little hint. It's a little lightsaber back there. Little curved lightsaber. Mm -hmm. k Scott coming up again. Nice. Dooku Jedi Lost. This mm -hmm. is when it all started for me to, okay, I got to expand my horizons about what the Force and the Jedi and everything out there. Dooku Jedi Lost, a book that I left for so long, I didn't get the narrate the, not the audiobook. Uh, I don't know how they call the audio it. Drama, audio drama. Audio drama, thank you. 
So I just got that paperback that you hate so much, little one all flimsy. And I love that book so much. I liked Count Dooku before. I love Count Dooku now. Ventress, it's okay. I love Ventress. What Kevin Scott did in this book, showing us a whole history of Count Dooku, how he went from being a Jedi, a Jedi initiative first, then a Padawan with Yoda, then even with, then we get to meet Raul Everos a little bit from Master and Apprentice. We have Sifo uh, Diaz and all that relationship. And then that comes to play with the Clone Wars. We just building more, expanding the lore of the Jedi Council when they have Jedi Initiative. They had their little clans out there, the Hawkbill clan or whatever, kind of very Harry Potter-like, which I love how masters speak their Padawans. There's this lightsaber battle that they do to kind of see who's gonna go with who. A bunch of dark side stuff, and it connects so great to the High Republic. Master Trennis that fell, one of the Fallen 20. You get that twist right there. Do uh, you did you see what Karen Scott posted the other day? Maybe insinuating that it's not the and, same. I hate him. <laughs> no, I I want to. I think he was joking. He has to. I hope so. <laughs> I don't know. We'll see. But I think he's joking. It's but who knows? It's there's a lot of years between High Republic there and Duke that I lost. But and there's there's this other Jedi that Duku has a connection with that's her job. She kind of goes to find dark side artifacts, even though they tell her not to. And there's this secret whatever chamber in the council with all these dark side artifacts, and there is a conspiracy in the Jedi Council because one of them had a kid or had a relationship and they're trying to hide it. And there's everything. Duku Jedi Lost became one of my favorite stories, and Duku, one of my favorite villains and favorite characters. And also getting to know more about Ventress, the whole story, this back and forth that she has with basically the memory of her dead master, how she didn't get the chance to grow up in the Jedi Temple and go through all the same rituals and how she feels about that. And oh, come on, Dooku Jedi Lost. And it's a very easy read the way it's written because of the audio drama. People gotta get into it. Dooku Jedi Lost, come on. Number three for me. Um, that, that's a great one. And I think it pairs well with uh, Dark Disciple and with uh, Master and Apprentice. Those three books make an interesting series. Yeah. And uh, like you, um, reading uh, Jedi Lost and also reading Dark Disciple helped me flesh out both Ventress and Dooku mm -hmm. in a great way. And I, I, the other day I was talking to someone and I told them, I think Dooku's my favorite Sith. And yeah. these books have a lot to do with it. Yeah, and uh, he jumped, might be my favorite also. And then now with Exim Panshard, Viceroy, Panshard, Lord of the Sith. I love that both of them. He's a Viceroy, he's a Count, the Count of Sereno. Hates that the Jedi took him and he doesn't remember his family. And then his sister comes into play. It's Kevin Scott, I'm telling you. Him and Claudia Gray right now are battling for a top spot, at least for myself. Okay. okay. All right, so you're number two, Oti. Number two. It's going to okay. get fun now. Yes, this is where the fun begins. My number two, it's a book we talked about a little bit earlier. It was my number one until the High Republic came out. It was the first book I ever read <laughs> about Star Wars, and it's Star Wars Bloodline. Mm -hmm. I've always loved Leia, even as a kid. And that book, just spending eight, you spend almost all the book with her. You barely jump to other characters. 
and it's such a great book. A, it fills in what was happening before Force Awakens. It helps you yeah. like picture, okay, this is how it all happened because the movies don't do a great job explaining it. And you know, Leia being like, "Hey, there's an ar- yeah. army out there," and an, an Amaxian army, by the way, and which comes later in in Into the Dark. <laughs> And they're like, oh, you're just a warmonger. Like, and it, it, it was so, so good. And it introduces uh, the character of uh, Ransom Casterfo. Uh, Casterfo, Casterfo. Yeah. Whatever. Uh, in, in audiobooks, they pronounce it differently. <laughs> really? So, in every audiobook in Star Wars, I. <laughs> yeah. So um, that character was so fun to spend yeah. time with because. It's kind of like Tia Toon in Rising Storm, where you get a first impression out of them, mm-hmm. and by the end you're like, "Oh, that's what you think." Yeah. And it's he he was great, and yeah, I, I want more, more ransom actually. Yeah. Give me a whole book about it. <laughs> and going back to Rising Storm, we have I mean, Jedi having multiple sexual acts with people, and they just tell you right there, and they're like, "Oh." Poor Anakin, he didn't know the story of the other Jedi. Um, Bloodlines. Bloodlines are a book I got to go back and read. It's the, first, it's the first canon book that I read. Again, Claudia Gray. So I don't know. I was maybe expecting something else. Or maybe I've read so many books that I've forgotten most of it. But the hype for that book was off the roof when I got it. So maybe I was waiting for something else. And like I said before, my favorite thing is Star Wars, is Jedi, Sith, the Force, and all that stuff. This is more the military side and kind of all this background stuff. Which again, I love Catalyst so much, and that's all about all that Catalyst does. So I gotta go and read it again to give it a little bit more context. You just mentioned the ax- Axamine. Uh, I'm Axin. I've totally forgot there's mention of it. And that's one of my favorite things in Into the Dark and stuff. So I gotta go give it another shot. All right, my second Star Wars book. Now we're going to the Claudia Gray section of the top five. One book that you put on your honorable mention, and it is The Fallen Star. Ooh, okay, great. Yes, I wasn't sure even if Fallen Star was gonna, see, it was gonna be my top five. Is it gonna be before Rising Storm? And then I just started to think, okay, so emotionally, where, where was I reading this book? And I said before, oh, Lost Star, the first one, I got a little bit teary eyed. <coughs> Fallen Star, I weep in this same chair, this same spot that I'm sitting on right now. I finished the book here. And it's, I said before, it's not my favorite High Republic book, but it's the best High Republic book. For myself, this book did a perfect job closing that first chapter, this first phase of the High Republic. It brings everything into into play. It is a small story. We don't have to go to 20 different planets. Everything happens in this space station. Florida Gray has come and said how this is Titanic, Poseidon Adventure where things just keep going wrong. How do you fix it to be able to save as much people as you can, but you know that not everyone's gonna make it. And you talk about Martian Robin, the puppet master, how he kind of says, okay, I'm gonna do this my way. Everyone else goes screw themselves. Oh, the Nile and the Tempest, go. Go create chaos over there. I'm gonna send three people that they just love me so much. They're so brainwashed. They'll do whatever I want. And they're gonna bring down the whole Republic. I love everything that Martian wrote it there. 
We have Ola Jareni, my favorite character. Rest in peace. I love you so much. I can't have, believe he died. I still can't believe it. Dude, I was, we already had two Jedi die or kind of be comatose at that point. But once she said, oh, we'll meet back here in an hour. And if I'm not here, come look for me. I'm like, she's going to die. But I was still hoping that she wasn't going to. But then by the end, sorry, I love you. And I love Stellan Geos. But the way he goes down after Elsar Man again goes to the dark side, cuts this person in half, and then Stan has to step up with no connection to the Force. This is just he being a good person. Just I gotta do this. I gotta save as many people as I can because I I know who I am. Everyone's been telling him who are you without the Force, without the Order. This is who I am, and just sacrifice himself. And when I broke down, when his last act is to give Elsar Man his lightsaber, I broke down. I couldn't do. It. I couldn't take it. And I said, Claudia Gray, uh, you owe me therapy pretty soon. But I love everything that you do. And the Fallen Star, it's it was emotional. It broke me down. Our heroes are dead. But no one else could have done what she did. I totally get that. And again, it's a great book. It, it pains me not to have it in my top five. It, it constantly changes around. But I, it's like, you're a musician, so it's like taking a guitar and slowly, slowly starting to turn those. Yeah. Uh, it's because the tension builds and builds and builds and builds and builds. Yeah. And at first I was like, because I was thinking there was going to be this big battle in Starlight. Yeah. And there is like everything happens at the beginning and we go from there and it's basically them versus starlight because starlight is trying to kill them by falling. <laughs> and so in that way it caught me a little bit by surprise but those beats just slam right into your face and that moment when Stellan's just like he knows what's gonna happen and he's like this is the first time in my life that i've done something for me yeah. or because i want to do this it was just it's heartbreaking, but it also fills you fills you with a lot of hope because he died doing. He, it was a sacrifice he wanted to do, not one he thought he had to, not one that they asked him. No, he, at that moment he knew he had to be the one. Yeah, and it, it's painful, but it just worked. And about Mark and Rowe, I also felt at first I was frustrated. I was like, he's literally taking a back seat, but. He's literally taking yeah. a backstage. He's like, I'm just going to enjoy this. He's just there enjoying it. He has a big screen, basically knows everything that's going on. And then at the end, he said, okay, I'm done. People thinking that this person is the eye of the Nile. I'm done with this. I'm going to use the same band that the Republic is using. I'm going to interject myself and say, this is my galaxy. I am the eye of the storm. Come <laughs> I, at me. I love that scene where he's like, I should have said ours, but no, the no. galaxy is mine. It's <laughs> everything. And I said, Orla Javren is my favorite character at that point, along with Comac. Might come back to playing a little bit. But I, one of my favorite things is when she's just laying it to Stellan, who are you without the force? Everything you're doing is for the cameras and all this. This is not you. And then at the end, it's just him. There's no one else. Yeah. Just him trying to do the best that he can to save the people down in the planet because everything else is gone. It's just him in the station. Yeah, heartbreaking. Plus we get 
freaking Gio is back, saving the day twice. Buriaga, we don't know if he's alive or not. He has to be alive. He's, yeah, he's, he's fine. But still, you get that. It's like, did they just kill that poor Wookiee? But yes, Rip Stellan, also like you're saying, I know, see, objectively, objectively, I understand, subjectively, crying. Uh, Jay is also saying that will he ever play the or get the Knights of the Old Republic? We are, I'm 100% sure. Yeah. And then playing that series and reading the book was his childhood. So a lot of stuff. And then Shadow of the Empire. Playing Kotor was my childhood too. I never read the books, <laughs> but I love those games. Yeah. All right. Number we've, one. We've, got, we've gotten here against all odds. Don't tell me the odds. I didn't think this was going to be possible. Ranch Star Wars books. Again, if we... And I think this is a topic that every year we should have an episode about Star Wars book ranking them because there's so many. And maybe I go back and read Bloodline. I say, no, sorry, this is my top. So, yes. all right, Oti, what's your number one Star my Wars book? One. I'm still surprised it's number one. But last night I was thinking about it. I love how that book made me feel. I That was one of the books like uh, Shadow of the Sith where I didn't binge 100 pages, but it was a book that it was hard to put down. And I just wanted to go back into it every every mm -hmm. second I got up. I, I remember, Alberto, ending a meeting at work. It, I, it, we were still like remote work. And I was like, okay, I have a meeting in 10 <laughs> minutes. Let me just read a little bit. And it had the shorter chapters, which oh. helps with that. Thank you yeah. so much for shorter chapters. And let's talk about Kevin Scott and the Rising Storm. I love Devastation. I just <laughs> you know, indiscriminate murder. <laughs> and was. wow, that that book starts a little bit slow. You have Mark Young with uh, that bird person thing and mm, yeah. getting the leveler and you're like, what's going what's on? Going on? Like, and all the setup and all of a sudden they take a cinder block and drop it in the accelerator and you mm -hmm. just go and it starts and it doesn't stop. It goes on for like 130 pages, like the slaughter. And it's so true to, and Fallen Star true too, by the way. It's so true to that um, structure George Lucas wanted with there's a problem, solution, go, problem, solution, mm -hmm. go. And I don't know, I don't think there's a better paced Star Wars book than this one. It, again, it starts out a little bit slow, but once it kicks off, it doesn't stop. And I, we get a lot of Mark and Roe. I love what we get with him. That you start to see that he's kind of making it up as he goes. He's yeah. a little bit like Palpatine, like, oh, it's the, the ground starting to fall under me. Let me do this random thing and see if it works. It works. Okay, perfect. Yeah. <laughs> and I, and of course, the introduction of the leveler, now known as the nameless. At that moment, we had no idea what, mm -hmm. ha what had happened. We were like, yeah. what? <laughs> They torture the way he's torturing Loden, just putting him next to people that are being tortured so he can't get a connection to the force oh, and yes. get better. It's like that, you're just horrible. getting all oh man, he's evil, so yeah. evil. People so, still love him. Yeah, I, I adore him. <laughs> <laughs> and I but love, like you said, that the beginning. I even when he is helping this poor guy up that's has force sensitive and starting to get affected, and he kind of picks him up. I'm like Oh, Michael, he's so nice. Not like, drive him down, pick him up, and then just dies because of this. Oh, you bastard. But, oh, you're so good. You're so I and mean, he literally took him there just to try it out. Yeah. 
<laughs> no, it does work. I mean, it's kind of getting Perfect. defrosted or whatever. The lever is frozen at that point or something. And the, the book also does this thing that frustrated all of us, but it ends abruptly. <laughs> like, it, it's the like worst if, way. It's literally like if Empire Strikes Back ends the minute uh, Han for, falls in carbon, I'm like, what? <laughs> yeah. At least there's a coming back from Carbonite, not from a desiccated husk. Um, I read Rising Storm. I think it was the book I read right after reading Dooku Jedi Lost for the first time. So it, I saw all the connections. Oh, uh, okay. Floating cities, weird creatures that have this dark side connection, destruction and devastation because people didn't heed the premonitions that they had because... Elsa Man knew something was going to happen, same as Dooku did in his book, or um, he might have been his friend uh, Sifo Diaz had premonitions and no one believed him. So there was a lot of connections. So that's another reason why I gravitate also to Rising Storm. And there's also a scene I love in that book when Elsa takes a dip into the dark side. And yeah. I love that scene because I think people miss the point of the dark side a little bit. And that's how every dark sider starts out like. It's like, no, I'm just gonna just take a little bit and yeah. you know, it's me, I know I'll know how to control it. Right. I'm not gonna go that, down that downward spiral. And it's like, no, that's not- Like every addict, works. yeah. <laughs> and and yeah. look at Elsar, he does it again in the, in the next book. <laughs> oh man, he freaking, uh, <laughs> Staros. No, no, Gira Staros is with. That, that scene in Fons, uh, that was another book dropping scene. Yeah. Like, I closed you it. I, got, I closed the book. I'm like, you killed them. You killed all of them. <laughs> yeah. Oh, man. Yeah. When he. <sighs> yes. So, yeah, that's my number one. I'm still surprised, but I just. I, <laughs> there's a lot of things I, I love about it. It's it's dreadful. It's fun. There, it's, there's a lot going on. And again, it's. I love the way it's structured with the shorter chapters and how it, that helps the pacing. Yeah. Rising Storm, I already talked about it. Great choice. My number four, your number one. And it's a lot of people's favorite High Republic book for great reasons, like you said. All right, my number one book. Like I said, a year and a half ago, talking with Andrew. I know where this is going. You know where it's going. It doesn't matter. If you've been a fan of our show, you know where this is going. But talking about Catalyst and how it's never going to change, I think at that point I mentioned, yeah, Light of the Jedi had come out, the High Republic was brand new, didn't get too much into it because Andrew hadn't started. And I mentioned, oh, I'm halfway or I'm beginning Into the Dark and really in love in this book. And I kind of just said it. Into the Dark by Claudia Gray, my favorite Star Wars book because it just grabbed my idea. Oh, you think this is the Force and how the Jedi deal with it and the Jedi Order? You know what? Chuck that out the window. You know nothing, poor boy. Claudia Gray smacked me across the face with the everything about people's connections to the Force and deciding, are you following what the Jedi Order tells you or is it your connection to the Force? Which way are you going to go where they're in conflict? Uh, Ola Jereni, Comac Virus, my favorite two High Republic characters because of this book. They have a mission that they have to, to work in Aram and Eroth, these two planets, which are now going to be very important in phase two. Uh, they have to save the princesses, I think, at that point. Mm -hmm. And they didn't even know why they were fighting, this princess from those two planets or queens. And again, we're going to see this in phase two, but 
for all us, it's like, okay, if my field of force through instincts, and my instinct is saying I have to attack first, but the Jedi Order says we have to be defensive. Where do I fall? Okay, let me go what the Jedi Order teach me, and someone died. If I follow my instinct and my connection to the force, maybe both of them will be alive. So what's going on? If what the order is telling me is wrong, then the Jedi, the force has to be right. And then for Cormac, his master died and he's told, okay, forget about it. No connections, we gotta move on. It's like, wait, 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 wait. I grew up with this person. I supposed to have no connections and just go. We have Reed, like you said, I forgot the name of the other Jedi that he's with, even though I know. That's right. That's right. And everyone thinks cool. he's dead. Very cool now. I don't know why I keep forgetting about it. I want more because he takes the Varash vow. His connection to the force is severed because the drain gear is so freaking evil. And I love that drain gear. At that point, I was forgetting now. Give me drain gear. Again, a weird creature that's connected to the dark side. So much at the seat, we're afraid of them. I had to bring these weird artifacts to bind them. And the Jedi thinking that they know more than everyone. Let's just open this up. And then they release all this dark side energy. There's so much in Into the Dark about the Force and how it works and how the Jedi connect to it that just opened my mind to new horizons. And that's where everything began, I guess, for me. It's like seeing Star Wars for the first time. Everything in Into the Dark for me worked from, especially when they come back. Once they leave the station, that's when the book starts for me. And then they have to go back and everything happened with the now and Nan and this, I mean, Reef. Poor Reed falls in love with everyone and gave all the information to the now just because he had a crush. And we have a, a Sabrak, an old Sabrak with Nan. Oh, he's your caretaker. No, he's a fucking freaking now. He's going to kill everyone. Everything about this book is perfect. Claudia Gray, like I said, she connects to Star Wars, at least for myself, better than anyone. Sorry, uh, freaking guy with a cowboy hat. Um, to me, Claudia Gray knows Star Wars better than anyone. Maybe not a history. I'll give Filoni, he knows the history of Star Wars and how to connect dots. But the themes in Star Wars and how to make a story feel like Star Wars, to me, no one does it better than Claudia Gray. And for me, this book, the way it expands what the Jedi Order is and what the Force is, uh, forget about great Jedi. We're talking about way seekers. That's what I'm very interested in. And I keep, keep going on and on. I think I'm rambling, but Into the Dark, my favorite High Republic book, my favorite Star Wars book. And I'll say it now, like I said, for Catalyst, I don't, know, I don't know if anything is going to bring it down. Talk to me next year. Okay. So now, um, again, as I mentioned, it's a great book. I think my, my biggest issue with it is like when they first get to the station, that book takes like a... It kind of reminded me a little bit about of Alien when they're exploring yeah. this, uh, the base and going into it kind of reminded me a little bit of that Alien feeling. And I, I was like in with the horror thing, yeah. element of it all. And it, when Des dies, they go, no, let's get out of here. And they leave. And it, it, it kind of like cuts out that, um, that feeling the book was having. And for me, that kind of like bummed me out. And also the flashbacks, they worked for me in the sense that I love how they like mm -hmm. incorporate it into the story and how it fleshed out those two characters. But it kind of took me out like I'm into the story and oh, let's take a flashback. I was like, oh, okay. So in that way, it, 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 
it has a hard time growing in my list, but I'll, I agree with everything you said. It's, it's a great, great book. Yeah. And I agree with Arisa, like, we need more of Des Ryden. Like, he, he was a fun character, and I yes. really want more. more. Let's see what he said. And I lo by the end of this book, we have Des Ryden, again, going to do the Varash bow to find his connection to the Force. We have Comac uh, Virus that has also kind of his faith in the Force, not in the Force, when the Jedi Order has been shaken, but he needs to get that back. So he goes the other way and gets a new Palawan in Wreath, who I'm reading this book, having read Light of the Jedi, something that Wreath <laughs> didn't do. So when he gets back to Coruscant, his master is dead. Yeah. Because he was gonna be the new marshal of the Starlight Beacon and he didn't wanna leave. He just wants to stay in the library. He doesn't wanna go on adventures where his master is pushing him. And she dies. And when he comes back, he learns. And then he gets in with Comac. And then how that story, that relationship builds by the end of Midnight Horizon, another great point. But we also get the introduction of the vessel and Geode and everyone from that crew, which we all love so much. I can't believe that. I mean, it's a testament to how good the book is. But I can't believe we haven't talked about Geode. I mean, <laughs> I when I was reading, I kept texting my friend. I was like, let Geode speak. Because <laughs> Claudia Gray is so brilliant and always finding a reason why he won't say anything. Yeah. Although Geode was speechless and <laughs> Geode knew better than to say anything. Yeah. Or maybe he was about to say anything and someone interrupts him. Mm -hmm. Don't oh give me that God. look. I remember there is a moment I love where Reed is finally taking in the force and he's like, I can't even feel Geode, I think. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So we got the Kyber Arch. Why well, you cannot cross the Kyber Arch alone? Because everyone's there with, again, Claudia Gray, I, 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 she needs to. Again, I, I think the real is kind of obvious where it's going, but I love how Des goes like, I've seen a lot of people cross the Kyber Arch alone, but if Jorah Mali is telling you yeah. this, it's for something. Into the Dark, number it's five, my favorite Star Wars book. And I can't wait to see what Claudia Gray does in wave in phase two. I think she has a comic book that she's gonna be writing. I don't I'm gonna say I might be wrong, my be her first comic book run. We'll see. I don't know. Oh, I can't remember now. I don't know. All right, so that's we did kind it. Of, we did it. We did it. We still got a little bit more. We'll go through this quick, but we got a couple of rebel thoughts from our Ooh. friends. How do we put it out on Twitter? What do people think? You're a rebel now. Or rebel now, and our friend Arsu at Arsu. I mean, again, first, thanks for joining us today. And then she says, in no particular order, the Rising Storm, Palawan, The Last Jedi novelization, Resistance Re Reborn, and Lost Star. We've talked about mo most of this. Palawan is a brand new book. Great to see this already high in your list, and then also the Last Jedi novelization. I am dying to read Palawan. We have two common books. Awesome, and the Last Jedi. Don't skip the novelizations. They, they bring some very interesting yeah. tidbits, especially Rise of Skywalker and both Last Jedi. They have like very, very interesting stuff. And that prologue in Last Jedi is beautiful. I haven't read it. I did the Rise of Skywalker one and the solo one, which I really You know enjoyed. what, I, I read you should just like read that prologue because it's great. Yeah, that's the funeral or Luke is sensing that hand died something no it's still having a vision okay it's, it's yeah. interesting. kind of quite hurt anyway i'll i'll do something 
And then finally, our friend also Cam at Cam Races Lost Stars hashtag Make Lost Star to happen. Uh, Master and Apprentice, Darth Plagueis, and Dark Disciple. So Master and Apprentice are Dark Plagueis. Darth Plagueis kind of making an appearance. Great books. I, I want to read Darth Plagueis. Very bummed that it's not canon, but I'll probably read it at some point. I mean, it's all make believe. So yeah, who cares? <laughs> it's everything makes sense if you want it to. All right. So thank you. Oti, as always, thank you, Arisu. Thank you, Jay, for joining us today. Next week, like we said before, it's going to be our big watch along of Rogue One as we start our countdown to Andor. Next week, before we start our show, I'll kind of talk about all the guests we're going to have for Andor recaps, some great guests we're going to be having. Uh, so, Oti, you're finishing up your move. Maybe next time you'll have a different background. We'll see. I don't you know doing? where I'm going to record that episode. <laughs> It's but fine. We're, we're watching a movie. It it's not matter. gonna. It's not gonna be here. <laughs> All right. Just paint it. Put another color. We won't no. know. Yeah. All right. So, so, where can people find you? What are you working on? All that fun stuff. You can find me at whatever it is says down there in Twitter and Instagram. Um, check out my Twitter page because we we started a new segment in the podcast called "The World Between Worlds," where we take another movie, story, whatever, and. <laughs> see it through the lens of star wars we did our first episode with laura kelly with mark from pig milk and norhal of course and we did it about ted lasso and <laughs> how we connect the soccer show to star wars you just you're just gonna have to hear it but it's it's been a ton of fun Alberto, if you come up with something you can come in and we can talk about it i've had people like dm me like hey would you like to do this i'm like yes yes <laughs> so it's it's so fun i, I want to do the godfather uh, i don't know it's a but bunch you gotta you got you gotta start watching Doctor Who and then we'll talk. We'll make a connection. I'm on a Doctor Who binge this past few months. I'm like we'll in talk, a season we'll seven. We'll talk about Doctor Who after the, cause I have thoughts. Okay, man, Sonic screwdrivers. Those are just light Jedi without the blade. It's awesome. Uh, for myself, again, thank you for everyone for joining us today. At Radio Rebel Pod on Twitter and Instagram. New shows every Saturday at 5 p.m. Eastern. And then the audio version drops Monday at 11 in the morning. Uh, tomorrow, Sunday, around 8 p.m., I'm going to be with the group at Followers of the Force. They have a new show for What the what Choice Fundraiser. I think it goes from 8 to 10. I'm going to be there for the first hour, so keep an I, eye out for that. I have to write to Ray because I told her I was going to be in the show, and she asked me what time. I'm like, uh, I forgot. <laughs> so, so this yeah, is I your reminder? I, to try. I, think, I think I'll be there. I think I'll be there. All right, so... I might see you tomorrow. If not, see you next week when we do our Rogue One talk. And then again, a bunch of Android stuff coming. I'm thinking the Android trailer is going to drop next week. So we might talk about that before the Rogue One watch along. And a bunch of stuff. I don't know. You guys know. Whatever. You're here. Thanks for joining us. And stay safe. Be safe. May the force be with you.